I'm sure they like have smaller transformers that are like mechanics that go down there and fix stuff. But they didn't have them. Yeah, exactly. Like you could. They were off duty. (laughs) They're like, hey, we're on our break. Yeah, sorry guys, (laughs) we're on our lunch break. Yeah, this is a government. This is a Cybertron mandated lunch break. Yeah, OSHA regulated. And we are live with another episode of The Keeg Talks. Today, The Keeg Talks, the new Transformers movie, Transformers Rise of the Beast. I'm your host, Demetra Pereira. And if you can see us live, you are watching us live on twitch.tv slash Show or youtube.com slash Show. Or if you can hear our voices and not see our faces, you're listening to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. I'm your host, Demetra Pereira, and I've already said that. And you cannot see our guests if you're listening to the podcast So let me introduce them to those of you who are just listening in and not watching us. First up, we got Neon Don, multimedia himself, Ryan Blyer. Ryan, how's it going, man? It's going good, man. How are things? Things are are good. As long as audio is good out there, and I I think it is, things are going uh, pretty good. I'm glad to have you on the show. Yeah, glad to be here, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to this for a minute now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the uh, setup you have in the background. Thank you. This is my uh, this is my editing bay. This is where I sit down and I edit all my pictures and my my designs. I got a uh, I got Optimus Primal hanging out over here. Yeah, know? I see that. Yeah, um, yeah. I got Optimus and Nemesis and Galvatron's down there in the background. You probably can't see him though. We're gonna. Uh, this is where I do all my editing. We're gonna talk about the toys in just Excellent. a little bit because uh, Transformers relies on its toys. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Uh, it's kind of a big staple of the franchise. Um, but we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Let me introduce our second guest. We got Stefania Sassano herself. Stefania Sassano. Hello. Hi, everyone. It's been How a while since I've had you, had you on. It has. Yeah. I like honestly can't remember. There's so much that's been going on in between. I don't remember the last time I was on here. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like it, it, it's it's a struggle to keep track of like what I did last month and what month yeah. this is. It's June already. It's June 11th. Yeah. That's when we're recording. I struggle keeping track of what I did yesterday. So it's, it's <laughs> tough. I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it Time, time has been weird, but what, like, let's just say the last six months that I haven't seen you in the last six months, what's been big with you? Like what's changed? Um, last six months. So basically since January, yeah. uh, I've, I went to Emerald city comic-con. That was really fun. Yeah. Okay. Um, I recently reached 100k on Instagram, so that's Good awesome. For you. Congrats. Uh, let's Congrats. see. I've just been I've just been like focusing a lot more on social media, trying to come up with content. Um, really focusing on stuff that's coming out, like Transformers, like all the Marvel stuff, and doing content based on that. Uh, while I still do cosplay stuff, I've kind of branched off doing other things. Um, because I want to focus on like creating content for the MCU, creating content for Transformers, Star Wars, all that. And I've also like started picking up streaming again. Um, I haven't streamed in a while, but I played Jedi Survivor and that was such a good game. <laughs> I don't so, have a yeah, PS5. I'm also excited. Uh, well, no, you can play on a PC. Oh, well, I don't play PC either. I keep my P- like my PCs bogged down as is doing live streams and editing and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to throw another thing in. And just, you know, 
It's hard enough yeah. staying afloat. But I'll, I'll get a PS5 uh, at some point, and I'll get Survivor, and I'll get Spider-Man 2. So. Yeah, that's only on PS5, so it's not going to yeah. be out on PC for, like, years. Yeah. So <laughs> Wait, you don't have a PS5? My brother does, but he's going to be, like, on it nonstop when the game comes out, so I don't know when I'm going to have time to do it. He's like, get your own PS5. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> Is he the one with 100K on Instagram? How dare he? Yeah, exactly. How that's dare he? Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cool games coming out, and I don't even know if there's a Transformers game anymore. Like, there, there used to be a bunch there of Transformers. Is. Are there? Yeah. Is one that's coming it out didn't too. look like a Transformers game when it like first showed when Drop? I first watched yeah. it. It was just a car. Yeah. It was just a car racing game, and they're like, just <laughs> believe that they're Transformers in disguise. What? Yeah, what is it? What's the it new game? Trailer came out on it. Uh, Re- I forgot what it's called. It's like rebooted or something like that. It's um yes. But it, it looks pretty intense. It's pretty. It looks pretty yeah. dark, like kind of in line Reactivate. with the work of Cybertron games. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Co-op multiplayer, one to four mm. player co-op multiplayer game announced in 2022. Okay, so yeah, uh, interesting. Interesting. When yeah. does it come out? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Huh. It's weird though when the, when the trailer dropped, I was watching it and. I was like, oh, it's pretty cool. And then it kind of like kind of looked like Bumblebee in it. Yeah. And then it said Transformers at the end. And I was like, I would have never guessed this was a Transformers game. Yeah, like, it looks just off, like, like a the other space games sci-fi out. game kind of thing, right? Yeah. 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 Interesting. It it kind of looks like post-war. Like it takes place after the war for Cybertron yeah. or like after the Great War. Yeah, um, and it looks like it takes place on Earth after the Great War, which is odd because that really has mm-hmm. never been a focus of the franchise. But it does look pretty interesting. I would look okay. at that, huh? Yeah, yeah. They released a trailer back in December of 2022. Mm-hmm. I don't know why this is the first time I'm hearing about it, but maybe I block out Transformers games because I kept I keep getting <laughs> excited for Transformers games, and then I always hear once they get released that they're not good. Yeah. The- the War for Cybertron games are pretty rad. Uh, are I they? play the ones on the DS, and those mm-hmm. are always really cool. Um, but Ooh. I hear like all the other systems had really good War for Cybertron games as well. Um, and story was always great. It was all like connected to the aligned continuity, which touched on Transformers Prime later. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it was all really, really fun story-wise, and gameplay was cool too. Are you a lore yeah. master, Ryan? Are you a Transformers? Uh, I, I hesitate to call myself that <laughs> but I'm, I'm pretty in touch with a lot of the continuities like transformers prime i recently watched beast wars in preparation for um rise of the beasts and uh-huh. i've seen pretty much all of transformers armada uh so that's like one third of the um the unicron trilogy uh but other than that no i wouldn't say i'm a lore master i just <laughs> i like the i like the lore it's fun i've always been a lore guy uh it sounds like you're a, a lore master a humble lore master. You, know? <laughs> you you are you are yoda on on dagobah being like no 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 i'm i'm not part of this anymore it's like you still are you're still part of it <laughs> yes you are he prepped, yes, you are. He yeah i'll take um, it i'll take it yeah this movie rise of the beast is the seventh live action movie and yes eighth Transformers theatrical movie because if you count the 80s Transformers movie uh yeah which you know that throws everything off so let's let's not think about that one um but when it comes to the seven live action movies this is yeah this is the seventh uh but they've stopped numbering them a long time ago um real quick as we start off this episode 
how would you rate Rise of the Beast out of 10 and why? You don't have to go too far into depth, but you know, let's hear some uh, well, let's hear some scores and some reasoning. Okay, so I, it took me a few days, you know, to think about the movie a bit. Yeah. I eventually came up with an 8 out of 10 mm. score um, because I felt that you know, I was comparing it to the earlier Transformers movies, the Bayverse, um, and then Bumblebee as well. And I was thinking this was a Transformers movie. If you think about it, you know, people were complaining, saying, you know, there's too much people, too much like military action, whatever, in the Bayverse. It kind of, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. didn't feel like a Transformers movie. This one felt like it because there was little human interaction, yet just enough needed to create that bond between the Transformers and humans. And I felt it was more focused on the Transformers. Now, I gave it an 8, not a 10, because I felt like we could have utilized the Maximals more. I felt like we could have seen them yeah. more, because it is Rise of the Beasts. That's the title. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know some people would say, like, well, the action wasn't all that. I will say I was fine with the action, especially in the third act. With this being a reboot of the franchise, I feel like if we start with like a perfect 10 out of 10 movie, the next movies are going to just like kind of fall back from that. I, I feel like we have to build up to that point. I I mean, I, what you just said right now, I, I don't know, across uh, or into the Spider-Verse was a 10 out of 10 for me and across the Spider-Verse <laughs> was a 10 out of 10 to me. And I'm expecting beyond the Spider-Verse to also be a 10 out of 10. I'm expecting them all mm-hmm. to get Oscars. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, I like the yeah. idea that like, yeah, we can't have Rise of the Beast be a perfect movie because we it's only up from here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also okay. like that's Spider-Man. Like yeah, you're talking yeah. Spider-Verse, like everybody loves Spider-Man. So, yeah. you know, like everyone's going to love those movies. Yeah. But for Transformers, you know, it kind of died out because of the last two movies of the Bayverse. And then Oof, yeah. when Bumblebee came out, that was a good movie. Right. Yeah. But it didn't mm. get as much hype as it should have um so for sure for this like yeah for this like starting off not being like a perfect transformers movie but like kind of like the best in the franchise i think it's a good start for the franchise in the future and especially Mm -hmm. with the collaboration that you know comes to the end of the movie that we see yeah we'll talk about all that well there's a lot to go into when it comes to this movie the other movies everything (laughs) yeah ryan uh what would you grade this out of 10 and uh why i'm pretty much in line with stefania i i gave it a seven seven point five uh yeah. closer to a seven than a seven point five mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of the same reasons that stefania did i really enjoyed all the action uh the lesser focus on the human characters was huge for me like i go to a transformers movie because i like transformers you know i want to see the transformers get characterized and i want to see their development with each other um, and human characters have always been a huge part of Transformers. You know, there is no series without human interaction. Um, save for Beast Wars, and even that, they, you know, interact with prehistoric humans. Um, so, you know, humans are an important part of the franchise, but I would like a greater focus on the Transformers, and this this film did kind of deliver. Uh, the first act was pretty human-heavy, um, but it wasn't wasn't too terrible. And what she was saying about the Maximals also rings true with me. I would have loved to have seen more of the Maximals. Like, screen time-wise, we hardly got to see them. 
Uh, it was really awesome when they were on screen, but it would have been a lot cooler had they been on screen more. Um, but other than that, uh, oh, Scourge, an incredible villain. Really enjoyed having him on screen. Uh, incredible screen presence, super intimidating. Uh, and, you know, the heroes can only be as good as their villain, you know? Uh, you have to have a good villain or that's how to root for your hero. Yeah. Uh, so overall, everything was super cool. Um, but that lack of the maximal presence hurt and some of the human, some of the human characters hurt a little bit as well. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, great film. Loved it. Um, I loved Scourge. As yeah. soon as I saw him on screen, I was like, this is my favorite character already. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. He was like a horror. He was like a horror villain. It was yeah. amazing. He was like yeah. Michael and Myers, like, but a transformer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And like his mask was like perfect. Like yes, it looks so for being like scary wise it looked like perfect for that and i yeah. i believe the director said mm -hmm. that they had an alternate beginning to that movie mm -hmm. um where it was like much darker and like scarier but because like kids were going to be going to see this movie they didn't want to push it too far but i i thought it was like really cool yeah it's like somewhere I, on the I, internet I, you can find it yeah um that was the first thing that like I, I jumped in my seat a little bit. I was like, "Whoa, this is pretty brutal." Yeah. You know, starting off a Transformers film, like, "Whoa, this is where yeah. we're going with this." It was pretty, it's pretty intense. It's pretty intense. Yeah. I, I want like, like a director's cut of that though. <laughs> like yeah, what I read, yeah. I was like, "That look, that sounds really, really awesome." <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I would like to see an extended cut with all like the, because uh, they definitely cut a lot of stuff from this film. But I'm yeah. sure we'll talk about that later. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I. I feel like Transformers movies have become more and more brutal over time, though. Like, I feel like, mm -hmm. like they can't go mm -hmm. back to like, oh, you know. That being said, no, no yeah. I, got, I got thoughts that we will get into. Um, mm -hmm. So here's my thing about the Keeg, and the Keeg is 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 a fairly positive show, but with with you know critiques and whatnot. Uh, the I guess the basic philosophy that I have is that I'm not here to yuck anyone's yum. So oh, like the fact that like people did enjoy it and people do want sequels and like that's like an amazing mm -hmm. thing, right? Like even Absolutely. even for something like let's just say Twilight that doesn't resonate with me, I'm I'm mm -hmm. I can make fun of Twilight, but understand that like people, a lot of people love Twilight still to this day, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. this did not rank high for me, and normally okay. I'm not a um I'm not a like a scathing critic or anything. Um, mm -hmm. my my score is a. 5.5 and only because i had to i had to rank it with my other transformers movies i had to figure out where mm -hmm. it was on on my list and then how it compared to like recent movies i've seen in the past like two months um because only recently have i been hardcore attributing scores to movies and trying to figure out how i feel like for example fast x came out and i gave it a five because i was like mm -hmm. i did not i did not regret my time in theater like i didn't think to myself oh i it was a waste of time. I shouldn't have been there. Two hours lost. I never thought like of that with Fast X, but I'm also like, uh, would I watch it again? No, probably not for Fast yeah. X. So I knew it was better than that. But then I also thought of like, where does it rank with my other Transformers movies? Um, so I give it a 5.5 um, for Rise of the Beast. And maybe that's because like my expectations with Beast Wars Maybe it was because of my expectations of Bumblebee um, mm. that I was like, oh, okay, it should be better. Um, there were a lot of cool things in this movie, but I feel like, yeah, the lack of Maximals um, doing anything really hurt, mm -hmm. um, especially setting that up. Uh, second is that like 
I feel like it's about time that we get Transformers that have, it's not just personality, but like wants and desires. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to like, you have to like make each Transformer different in that respect. Yes. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like it's been a long time. I, I can't remember the last time we had a Transformer that had it like wants and desires of their own. Sure, mm-hmm. beat the bad guys. That's a want and desire. But like, yeah, having like like more than that, right? Having a distinct personality, strengths and flaws, um, which are only tend to be reserved for Transformers that are like the hero's sidekick. So Bumblebee mm-hmm. or in this one Mirage, like has a yeah. distinct personality, but then everybody mm-hmm. else kind of gets shuffled to the back and so that's kind of my thing about my 5.5 it's that like do i regret my decision to see this movie no am i looking forward to a sequel yes um yeah but at the same time i'm like uh is this a movie to see in theaters i mean i I saw it on imax it was like cool to watch or Mm. people can wait to see it on paramount plus i assume that's probably the platform yeah um but yeah, that's my that's my rough thing. Um, Anthony Ramos, he was good, but he didn't stand out to me. And Elena, I yeah. thought was a wasted character. Uh, uh, Dominique Fishback, I believe is her, is her name. She's great, but I also mm-hmm. think that like the writing. And I had to look into who was writing the yeah. movie, who was directing the movie, and I think I found some weak points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. I'm right there with you, man. Um, I think there were five different writers and it, yeah. you can tell, you can tell, uh, like there were a couple, I brought my little notebook into the yeah. theater with me and I was taking <laughs> notes the entire time. Really? Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was. I've thought and, about uh, doing that. I've thought about doing yeah. that. And then I'm like, no, I can't like, no. Oh, you can, you can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. Um, so I've got like tons of notes here, just like going yeah. through the film chronologically. And one of the things that I noticed was that a lot of the line delivery from the human characters and RC, like RC especially, I don't know what it was. Um, like a lot of it felt 80 yard, like it was put in post. Um, but that is, and that, that is what Transformers does. They're not, <laughs> yeah, there, they're like, not there on set, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it kind of, Oh yeah. I know the Transformers aren't there on set, man, <laughs> but um, it, it felt like, it felt like a lot of them were added after they had flushed out the script, you know? Because I mm. guess they didn't think the audience would get it. Yeah. Um, which Probably, I mean, yeah. a lot of it is pretty basic. It's a trans work key, you know. Stop the bad guys. Right. <laughs> um, but they still kind of felt the need to put those things in there because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why writers do the things they do anymore. But uh, Dominique Fishback's character was really cool. She was certainly compelling. Like the museum situation. Uh, her boss was kind of a kind of a an unnecessary villain. You know, yeah. not not really needed. Um, and I did notice that a lot of Dominique Fishback's lines were like it's kind of like in there, you know, yeah. like we needed her to say something, have her say something. Um, and that was that was kind of to the detriment of the character. Like, uh, are we getting into spoilers yet or are we staying away from that? No, I mean we will get into spoilers. Um mm. I mean, yeah, I mean, let's just yeah, let's just talk about it. I mean, are we talking about the yeah. big spoiler at the end? We can keep that for <laughs> later. We can keep that for later since I don't feel like that affects the plot of the movie until that like twists at the end. Unless you wanted gotcha. to talk about it. Is that what you're saying? You wanted to talk about that uh, part? Yeah, I would like to talk about like a specific line <laughs> of dialogue. It. Let's that, do it. That was really lame. So uh, Scourge gets the MacGuffin 
And Dominique Fishback goes, Scourge, Dom- Scourge got the MacGuffin. And like the line delivery was so flat. Like it was like she was so exhausted by the end of the day. Like yeah. she couldn't muster the energy to like deliver the line. And it's uh, it was kind of disappointing because like he's got the thing that's going to make all the bad stuff happen. That's all you got. Yeah. You know, it was like he got the bad thing. It was not um, it wasn't very compelling as a, yeah. you know, as dialogue. Uh, and RC, RC was the same. Uh, RC goes, Mirage, what have you done? And that's yeah. like how you would expect the line to be delivered. I know exactly what deli- you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, she delivered it like, yo, what's up? It was really, yeah. it was really disappointing. <laughs> I was like, come on, a little gusto would be nice. I think, mm. um, like it's easy to blame the actors, right? But when, yeah, when. Like what we've realized, I guess, over the course of however many Transformers movies and just mm-hmm. like Hollywood doing a lot of CGI is that yeah, sometimes it's not even the actor's fault. I'm sure it, yeah. they're not even getting mm-hmm. the full context. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're yeah. just like, hey, look, we got to redo some stuff. Just do this yeah. line as if blah, blah, blah. And then they do it. Mm-hmm. And then later they're like, oh, how do we make this work? Yeah. Yeah. You know? and that's kind of how it felt. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. I look at like I try to look nowadays at the full creative team and trying to figure out like where is the ball dropped versus also yeah. where does it succeed in um that sort of thing. For sure. Stefania, did you have I mean, like we have five writers on this film. Like that's kind of oh I I would say like a red flag in itself. I don't want to say a red yeah. flag. But yeah. like when you have so many writers on a film, you have so many opinions and so many changes as well. Cause like mm-hmm. not everyone will agree on one thing. Um, but I did hear that there were like fans of the Transformers that did work on this film, which, you know, is really nice. Yeah. Um, but I think if you just keep it to like two to three writers, I think you'll have a better focus on the story, um, yeah. better focus on what you want. Um, but yeah, a lot of the lines did feel like, all right, like, I guess that was like kind of good. I I do love Mirage, though. I thought Pete Davidson did yeah. really good as Mirage. Mm-hmm. And he felt like original. He felt like, you know, a different personality, like you were saying before, um, that really stood out. So, yeah, I, I would say the writing kind of affects that. And also, like, it's not always the actor's fault because yeah. yeah. me, I've done theater for so long and, you know, reading a script, I try and understand it and in theater it's different because you like everyone you know the story you know everything right. but like when you're on mm-hmm. set in a film like you said sometimes you don't get the full context of the story because yeah. yeah. they like like to keep stuff hidden or you know afraid of leaks and all that but like you kind of got to tell them the whole story for them to really Absolutely. get into the character and understand uh also in theater it's chronological right like you're not doing yeah. things out of order and then they're not going to mm-hmm. take one piece of your dialogue yeah. in your play and then yeah. like put it elsewhere move it somewhere like, else. What? Oh, yeah. yeah you know <laughs> yeah um like sometimes it works doing things out of order like um in the recent little mermaid movie the first scene that the two that ariel and eric filmed was kiss the girl which i think is an amazing way to film start filming that movie is to start off mm-hmm. with the chemistry yeah build that connection and then film the rest of the scene separate and it it worked in that movie um mm-hmm but like with this big cgi fest here like do they know what's happening and mm-hmm. yeah all these writers on it some of these writers could have been post like production writers like rewriting yeah. stuff mm-hmm. moving uh and then getting like re um 
like refilming or re-recording people's dialogue to fit like mm-hmm. a new script i don't know um things worth uh stating is that um i think the director is a capable director stephen capel jr um directed creed um or creed mm-hmm. 2 sorry um ryan coogler did creed 1 stephen capel jr did creed 2 michael b jordan did creed 3 um but he also um he's directed tv he's directed an episode of a transformers uh cartoon different things like that so like Creed 2 is the big thing that stands out to me. And then the writer, the main writer of this movie is Joby Harold. Um, and he's mostly a producer, but he wrote uh he wrote part of Obi-Wan uh, Kenobi, um, that show. Okay. Army of the Dead, the King Arthur movie, but then he produced like a bunch of other stuff. Oh, he wrote The Flash, I guess, the new one. So I don't know. Um, but the rest of the writers have barely any credits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll which do is it. weird to me. Yeah. Kind of stands out. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense if they want to start fresh with Transformers. Mm-hmm. They bring in fresh new writers. And maybe these writers were a fan of the cartoon growing mm-hmm. up. Um, so it makes sense for them to want to bring on new people. Uh, I, I think personally, especially with like, franchises like transformers and you have marvel and dc i feel like you should have fans of the franchise work on the show or write it at least because yeah they will know mostly what fans want because they are also a fan of the project yeah um like Mm. for example the new x-men 97 show the whole team working on that show is all fans of the x-men which that's why i'm very excited for that so I, mean, I feel like yeah. that's why they did it. You and me both. <laughs> I'm also biased. <laughs> yeah. But also like, you know, with this Transformers movie, bring out new writers that are probably fans of the show. I think that was probably a way to bring a fresh new look into the franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That being yeah. said, uh, I just want to shout out. I don't want to be a hate or anything. Uh, there were two brothers who were writers, uh, who got credited as writers, John Hober and Eric Hober, both of which are known for writing Battleship um the meg my spy and red so high fiction like like mm-hmm. high fiction you know yeah like primo primo literature stuff <laughs> i see i see yeah. the battleship is standing out the most because that was a horrible movie um the the best the best. Was in? yeah mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. I, I saw it like briefly yeah. i didn't see the whole thing yeah so <laughs> That's also, why funny. do we need two two brothers to write that one movie? I don't know. But, um, you know. Um, I want to know uh, uh, real quick, did you guys come in with, like, what were your expectations coming into this movie? You already know this, Dimitri. Yeah. Uh, I went in <laughs> expecting nothing but greatness. Uh, I We talked about it um, in Texas, and it was... Yeah. I think I think you can tell I was pretty excited about it. Yeah. Um, so coming out of it with like a 7.5 score, kind of a bummer. Um, the great stuff was great, but the bad stuff really did weigh it down. Um, I was really expecting more of the Maximals presence. It's called Rise of the Beasts, you know? Like yeah. I was expecting a lot of that. I was expecting maybe a Preda, like a Predacon tease mm-hmm. in there somewhere. I mean, you see on Scourge's shoulder armor and on his front grill when he transforms. Yeah. Uh, he has like Predacon and like elite guard symbols and mm. like wrecker symbols all over his grill. Yeah. That he's taken his trophies. And I was expecting maybe more of that. I think that 
there was going to be the addition of Predacons and even some Decepticons. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe Transit was in an early cut of the film, but they cut mm-hmm. him out completely um, because of time crunch reasons. Yeah. Which is disappointing. And he was supposed to be just a regular Decepticon, if I recall correctly. Would he die? Was that the kind of thing to show yeah, so, him dying? So when Optimus Prime is walking through the row of buses, Transit was supposed to pop out. Optimus was supposed to kill him. Uh, I think Transit was supposed to warn him that, like, you know, the Terracons are coming, ominous, spooky stuff. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that that didn't exactly happen because they cut it. Um, yeah. Instead, he just sees the Transwarp key and is like, gotta go get that thing. That looks important. Is it because it'd be too yeah. complicated for kids? Uh, I- see, I don't really think it'd be too complicated for kids. If you've seen any of the Transformers shows, they're not really the easiest things to follow. Like Beast Wars has a lot to do with like time travel and there's a lot of like weird paradoxical things going on um i mean that's not really the hardest thing to follow yeah um well there's two types of kids kids got it there's kids who stay invested in a show and follow it exactly but then there's kids who jump into a transformers movie and that's like all they're doing right like i feel like that's a different type of kid like Mm -hmm. maybe i probably probably all of us we were kids that we would watch every episode of a show absolutely like, yeah learn everything mm-hmm. and there's certain kids who are just like i'll, I'll tune in for the movies i'll show up every yep. so often for for an episode mm-hmm. or two. <laughs> yeah you know um so you came in with high expectations i also came yes. in with high expectations because of bumblebee because bumblebee yeah, is, is my highest yeah. ranked of the transformers mm-hmm. movies um same here and by the yeah. way i rank on enjoyability too that's a huge factor for sure of, of mm-hmm. like i'm not just coming at it at like as a critic i'm also coming at it as from like a moviegoer right like i want to watch something yeah. that's enjoyable to me not just a boring kind of slog fest um that may be you know good quality but boring it's not gonna yeah, rank absolutely. very high for me um but i came out with high expectations because of bumblebee because of my attachment to beast wars because as a 90s kid um and not an 80s kid. 80s kids had Transformers. 90s kids had, oh, yeah. G1. had Beast Wars, you know? <laughs> mm. And I grew up with Beast Wars before Transformers. Transformers were just toys to me. Beast Wars yep. was the show, the story, all those characters. So I was kind of let down, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Stefania, uh, what were your I, expectations? I had the same expectation as you because of Bumblebee how yeah. like good Bumblebee was, I expected this one to be just the same or like even better. Um, and, you know, I, I do rank this as like, kind of like one of the best Transformers movies. Um, and then I, I would rank Bumblebee below it. So I, I'm fine with the score that I came out with eight out mm-hmm. of 10 for me. Um, you know, of course, with like the human stuff and not enough Maximals and all that um, brought it down. But yeah, I after seeing Bumblebee, you know, a few times, um, I I would watch the movies actually before this movie came out to prep, yeah. um, you know, compare and all. Um, mm-hmm. so I watched Bumblebee again before I saw this one, and I was like, yeah, you know, I I kind of understand it, I kind of get it, and I kind of would say that I enjoyed like my enjoyability. I enjoyed this one more than Bumblebee. Okay, that's fair because right. again, enjoyability can't be argued with. No, oh, no. no, no, no. I mean, no. if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, the critic score and the audience score, it's drastically different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's but like they're in the grading 90s on two different right scales, right? Audience. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. 
Yeah, because audience tends to do it on enjoyability. Mainstream audiences. Mm -hmm. Like when my parents watch movies, they will like or dislike movies. And a lot of time we match up and sometimes we don't. Like my dad Mm -hmm. watched Wonder Woman 1984, like when we all, like I watched it with him during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, he he finished it being like, I liked it. And I was like, that's good for you. You know, good good that you get to enjoy it. (laughs) I did not enjoy it. But for him, mm-hmm. he's great on a whole different scale. It's does it keep yeah. his attention for two hours? Is you know, is is it doing what he wants? Yeah. Okay. That's the way he grades. So like enjoyability is a big thing. People for, like critics forget mm-hmm. about enjoyability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actually um I was reading like some of the critic scores and they like some of them just like didn't make sense to me. Um yeah. where it was like one of them was like not enough like human things whatever i was just like it's it's called transformers if they wanted to make a human movie i mean they they have many many times humans have been in movies (laughs) but it's called transformers for a reason (laughs) exactly it's at a point in the movie i turned to uh i turned to my friend and i i was like we were the transformers the whole time (laughs) <laughs> like is that yeah. you know yep. transforming <laughs> no, exactly what you're people, talking about you know uh-huh. um, yeah but uh but uh oh yeah he does wear the transformers suit anyway he does wear the transformers the suit. yeah wow. the exo suit yeah. we'll talk we'll talk about that yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah I, I think this is a good time to say like what what were your rankings for the the whole the whole movies like all, all the, the different Transformers movies. Just to do a quick rundown, we got Transformers 1, 2, and 3, which were the Shia LaBeouf, Michael Bay movies. Then we have mm-hmm. 4 and 5, which was Age of Extinction was 4, and Last Night was 5. Those were both the Marky, yeah. M- Mark Wahlberg movies. Marky Mark and the Funky. Yeah. And the uh, reference, actually, in Rise the of reference. Peace. Marky Mark. Was it a dig yeah. at Mark Wahlberg, though? Or I was think it, so. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a dig at I felt like kind of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those are four and five. Then we had Bumblebee with Haley Steinfeld. And then we had Rise of the Beast, which is this one here. Um I mean, how'd you guys how'd you guys rank them? Like favorite to least favorite. I mean, I will say yeah, mine so- if you, I'll say mine if, if you guys want me to kick it off. Yeah, uh, go, ahead. go for my, it. Man. My top one is Bumblebee, then it's the first yeah. Transformers, and then in a very uh close third is Transformers three. And then I had to figure out where Rise of the Beast fell, whether I liked Revenge of the Fallen better than Rise of the Beast. And this one was a tough one because I don't like Re- Re- uh, Revenge of the Fallen, but I did find Revenge of the Fallen more enjoyable, even though it had bigger flaws. I think Re- Revenge of the Fallen has bigger flaws than Rise of the Beast, mm-hmm. but I enjoyed I enjoyed it more. I don't know. So Revenge of the Fallen, then Rise of the Beast, then Transformers 5, and then in a very close last place, because they're both really bad, Transformers 4. Because Transformers mm-hmm. 4, <laughs> the reason Transformers 4 is the absolute lowest is not only did I feel like it was going to end and then it like went on for another hour, oh, um, yeah. it it had transforming blocks. Like at a certain point, I felt like the animators were like, we're not going to animate Me- uh, Galvatron, like, yeah. you know, actually transforming. We're going to turn him into little blocks that then form mm-hmm. what he's gonna and i'm like come on that's not transformers yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's kind of cheating <laughs> yeah so yeah, that was my exactly. that was my ranking yeah so uh for me it would probably go bumblebee is it up top i mean yeah. love the g1 introduction like at the beginning 
you know, War for Cybertron on, on Cybertron is like something that Transformers fans have been asking for forever now. Uh, so that was awesome to see. The original G1 designs were super cool. Uh, and then this may be recency bias stocking, but Rise of the Beast comes after that. Okay, and good. And it's got to go. It's got to go Transformers 07. So like the first one. Yeah. Uh, just because I guess nostalgia. Yeah. You know? And uh, it mm-hmm. was, you know, it was compelling. You know, when you first see Optimus Prime and the crew transform, that's like mind blowing. It's like, how do they yeah. do this? You know? Yeah. Um, and then after that's got to be Dark of the Moon. Dark of the Moon is freaking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Sentinel Prime versus Optimus and Megatron is one of the coolest things ever. And then watching Optimus rip off Megatron's head, super brutal, right? Not something any other Optimus would do, mm-hmm. but it's definitely enjoyable to watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Optimus War Crime Prime, you know? <laughs> um, and, and then Revenge of the Fallen comes after that because mm. Devastator's cool. Um, and then, as you put it, Age of Extinction was pretty junk. Yeah. And the last night was terrible. Like, pick an aspect ratio, Mikey. Like, <laughs> pick an aspect Wait, ratio. Which one's worse? Which one's worse for you? Five uh, I'd say the last night is worse. Um, oh, they okay. can't. They can't pick. They didn't know what they wanted to do, and also to introduce. They actually introduced Unicron in the last night in a blink and you'll miss a moment, and then they mention his name later. And it's also a waste of the Quintessons because they introduce Quintessa, who's like maybe a prime, maybe not a prime. Maybe mm. she's an alien. Maybe she's something else. You know, maybe she's a pretender, like what's her face in the second film. Um, who knows? Um, so that's kind of a waste of the Quintessons as characters. And then to 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 not even recolor Optimus and call him Nemesis Prime and not have him do anything different. Yeah. Kind of a letdown. And Megatron is Megatron again when in the last movie he was Galvatron. It's just a whole slew of continuity errors. Um yeah, a little disappointing. A little and disappointing. They keep retconning Transformers into history. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's what? like Bumblebee was in World War II. He showed up like yeah. two years ago. What are you what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. even this movie, I'm still mm. puzzled to see like how this fits. But you know, it okay. doesn't. That's the thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's a reboot. It's completely disconnected, unless it is connected because of dumb timeline stuff. But it is totally not connected. It's a reboot. So doesn't I mean, they could go the they can go the timeline alt is altered now because of Unicorn yeah. going back in time. You can you can kind of go that route. But I also mm-hmm. thought they would leave at the end of this movie that they would leave earth and go back to Cybertron in order to come back in the Michael Bay movies. Right. Which are only, Maybe, but only a couple years away because this is 1994, mind, 13 years before 2007. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you keep in mind, Bumblebee was supposed to be around during world war two and he showed up the, for the first time in 1987 so how does that how does that jive? Like Transformers, I'm just gonna say, Transformers have been around since the Dark Ages. Yeah, but, I'm just but gonna not say it's really. Not connected. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's completely. It's, it's completely disconnected. <laughs> like I think De Laurentiis keeps like saying, "Oh, it's it's connected. It's connected." Um, but Stephen Capel Jr. says that it's not. Um, it's not. Uh, Bumblebee was absolutely yeah. a reboot. Travis Knight did the right thing by disconnecting it and saying, mm-hmm. "Yeah, we're restarting it here." And if they want to reconnect it via like multiversal shenanigans oh they please can no. do that but i'd rather <laughs> they not like yeah. just yeah. go just just do it 
Yeah, like everyone wants to be a multiverse thing now every yeah. franchise yeah. so let's just and, uh, mean, leave that out <laughs> yeah there's there's technically the way a way they could do it with unicron um, yeah in some of the comics unicron is considered a multiversal singularity so every unicron is the same unicron there's not like different unicrons um and then so he can like hop dimensions kind of sort of it's complicated you know how the multiverse goes I um, I <laughs> like the multiverse only a little bit. Like, yeah, everybody's we, been taking the multiverse to like the extent of like what it could be. I'm more of a yeah, fan of yeah. altered timelines. You mm-hmm. know, like yeah. I like it when you go into the past, you alter a timeline, you fracture the timeline. Cool. Like Star mm-hmm. Trek did yeah. it. X Men Days of Future Past did it. Like I like mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. The multiverse part, I'm like, uh, nobody really knows what to do with a multiverse. Yeah. And then, like, nobody can die, technically, because you could always bring someone back, which is kind of annoying. Which is like, what happened exactly. in this movie. No yeah. stakes. Zero stakes. Yeah. You know? Bumblebee's yeah. dead. Oh, no. Never mind. Yeah, we're bringing it back with Energon rocks. Ugh. We'll talk, we'll talk I, I will about say, that. <laughs> I will say that I enjoyed not having Bumblebee be, like, one of the main focuses in this movie, or, yeah. like, one of the mains. Mm-hmm. Because, we, you know, we got him for so much. We got him for, like, five, six movies now, so... Mm-hmm. It was a refresher to see Mirage kind of take his place. Yeah, yeah. come into his own, be his own character. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I with Bumblebee's death, I I thought it was funny that they were like Bumblebee, he's gone forever. Yeah, unless yeah, yeah. and <laughs> unless... then like you see in the trailer, what? yeah, yeah. <laughs> the trailer. I know when I was watching, he hops like, out of stratosphere. That's in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, and like I you know, about the you know that it takes place after because he's got his insignia ripped off. It was yeah. uh like you don't spoil your own movie in the trailer of your movie yeah yeah come on steven that's why a lot of people don't watch trailers anymore um yeah but like also they should probably take into consideration maybe altering the trailers like what marvel does Mm -hmm. theirs so for future movies now yeah (laughs) um the the movie starts off on this one planet and i thought i knew the twist but they didn't do the twist uh, it starts off this planet with the Maximals and then Scourge comes in and he, you know, they, they give us a lot of exposition as they do in a lot of Transformers movies. Um, and then Ape, Ape Link, which I guess is short mm-hmm. for Abraham Lincoln. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the credit, I think, to Paul Lau. Paul came up with that joke. Anyway, um, um, they, they, they do that and then they use the transwarp key to escape to Earth. I thought the mm. ultimate twist, because they mentioned that this transport key is a thing of time and space, but they only yep. do they only do space. But I thought the tr- the the I thought the twist was going to be that planet in the beginning is future Earth. So mm-hmm. technically, they so that planet exists in the future, right? Uh-huh. Um, they talk about it uh, really uh, when yeah they do. Optimus Prime will talks to Optimus and he's like. We're part of your future and your past. Yeah. yeah. So Optimus Primal and the Maximals come from the future, right? right. And this is a continuity thing that kind of bothered me uh, after I watched the film. So Scourge shows up, kicks everybody's ass. Pardon my language. Are we allowed to curse on this? You can say whatever fuck you want. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> I'm the boss. Ooh, close one. <laughs> so uh, kicks the snot out of everybody. And then Optimus Primal and the crew jet off. And Scourge is like, crap, I can't follow them 
because I don't have the trans warp key. And now Unicron's going to be mad. I got to go back to my pissed off boss. Like, this isn't going to be fun at all. Um, and then they just show up later. But Scourge was in the future, mm. right? Because he was mm. on the primal planet in the future. And yeah. when the Maximals went to Earth, they went to the past. Right. So how did Scourge get there? And if Scourge can get there, why can't Unicron? Yeah. It was a it was a bit of a bit of a continuity mess. So that yeah. was uh, that was a bit bothersome. That I thought because in Beast Wars, they go to the planet and the planet has like two mm-hmm. moons, right? And yeah. you're not yep. meant to know that it's Earth until exactly. later they reveal mm-hmm. that it's Earth and then like one moon gets destroyed or whatever, right? Yeah, they blow and, up one of the moons. And so it's like, okay, yeah. that's been Earth all the time, like this whole time, mm-hmm. Earth in the past. Yeah. And yeah, I thought they were gonna yeah. they were gonna pull a cool reveal, which I thought was a wasted, mm-hmm. wasted layer that wouldn't have yeah. complicated it more than the already complications that were here, right? I thought that planet yeah. was gonna be Earth in the future. Also. Mm-hmm. Why is there a cheetah, a hawk, a gorilla, a rhino, and more? They said there were more, but yeah. we never see them uh, mm-hmm. that go off in the shuttle. But, like, mm-hmm. why would they be on an alien planet? They would be alien animals then, right? What's yes. what's going on? Yeah. I thought it was so Earth in... in the future. They transwarp to mm-hmm. the past. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. creates an alternate timeline. I don't know. So in the comics, uh, the way they explain, like, you know, Transformers having dragon modes and dinosaur modes mm. and animal modes is that one of the original 13 Primes was the first one. I think it's Liege Maximo. Don't quote me on that. Okay. Um, he is the first Transformer with a beast mode. And he sends scouts out into the universe to collect, like, other beast modes so yeah. that when they all return other transformers can have beast modes essentially mm. so that could be a potential explanation as to why the transformers have beast modes um but it's never outright explained in the film no not at all it, it is a little confusing if you're not a dork like me yeah you know? <laughs> but also yeah. they're all earth animals like all of yeah. them have yeah. earth animals you know? yeah exactly why couldn't not? one of them have like, a, like, <laughs> no, why not couldn't one of them yeah. have a rancor you know what i mean yeah, we, dude, we wish. We wish. <laughs> no uh, more rancors. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just uh yeah, so uh the time and space thing I thought was a drop thing. Um mm-hmm. but uh l- let's talk favorite favorite moments of the of the movie. You guys have like peak moments? Yes. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Um but I've got a lot, so Stefani, if you want to go first, all you, all you. Um well, I mean, should I give my my ranking? Oh yeah, that. that's right. What were your rankings um, of the Transformers movies? Yeah. So it was kind of like the same, almost the same as Ryan's, but um, mm-hmm. my number one, you know, could do with like recency of seeing the movie. Yeah. My number mm-hmm. one in terms of like quality is Rise of the Beast, like story quality for the Transformers. Yeah. Um, and then I have Bumblebee as second. Mm-hmm. I have the first Transformers third because you know that's like yeah. it, it like hits home for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I actually have Revenge of the Fallen after that instead of Dark of the Moon. Ooh. Okay. Because okay. I I think this has to do with like nostalgic more than like story-wise um mm-hmm. and quality. But I just I enjoyed Revenge of the Fallen, I feel like more than Dark of the Moon. But I do love the battle more in Dark of the Moon 
than Revenge of the Fallen because I feel like Revenge of the Fallen it was like very quick like the Fallen came and then yeah. done he's dead but mm. you had like Sentinel Prime the whole time and Megatron the whole time in the movie yeah. and they like lasted so much longer obviously so yeah. I felt like the battles in that one was better mm. and then I wish I could tie him for last honestly but then I have Age of Extinction and Last Night I I truly I saw those movies only once and then I never yeah. wanted to see them again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did not enjoy them. <laughs> I was like, what is this whole thing about knights and like uh uh like the old like the oldest Witwicky or something like in the last one? I don't know what it was, yeah. but I was like Witwicken. It was like Witwicken, right? Yeah, the 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 Witwicken society yeah, or the society of like, Witwickens. Right, yeah. It's too much. That's you're doing too much, Mikey. Yeah. yeah. Was it still Michael Bay directed those two? Yes. Michael Bay. So originally he wasn't going to. They wanted to, he wanted to depart. Yeah. Then he looked at like how uh, James Cameron was still directing the Avatar movies. (laughs) But that point he just did one and then like. Yeah. Yeah. It took him like 10 more years to come out with the second one. But he was like, yeah, James Cameron's still directing these ones. And he pointed to all the other franchise movies who were directed by the same person. He was like, well, these are like my kids. I got to come back and do them. Yeah. Um, and we see how that turned out. So good going, yeah. Mike. I don't know. But I mean, yeah. he did come back to produce Bumblebee and Rise of the Beasts. And yes. also Steven Spielberg did as well for both those mm. movies. Mm. Yeah. Um, which was like, which was pretty cool. You know, at least he still had a part in the Transformers franchise as a producer. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is which is fair. I mean, again, Michael Bay has some really good visuals. Um, mm-hmm. but I think somebody's critique of Michael Bay uh makes a lot of sense is that Michael Bay knows how to frame a shot, he knows how to do all that stuff, but the energy that he puts into each shot is always the same, which means that like mm-hmm. every shot, every scene is the most important scene in the movie. When like in movies, yeah. you gotta have an ebb and a flow. But you can't be like, mm-hmm. yeah, every scene is the most important. Why aren't you tuning out? Like, what? you know what I mean? Like, that's why he yeah. does the, the spins and he does all that stuff. And it's like, this isn't the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of Michael yeah. Bay's thing. I hear it. You know? Someone was like, um, like, where are the explosions in Rise of the Beast? I'm like, this is a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> that's <laughs> this hilarious. Is Michael Bay. If you want to see yeah. Michael Bay, go see the first Transformers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's yeah. funny. Where are the explosions? <laughs> um oh man there are two big battle scenes right in this movie there is the one outside the museum and then there's mm-hmm. the one that's um 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 on the not island where are they in peru, peru. they're in peru yeah. yeah yeah there's two battles in peru there's one on the mountainside yeah. when they're driving and then there's one on the mountain or the plateau i guess mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you're right. The driving one. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you guys have a favorite battle? Because, like, outside the museum was kind of, like, I, I liked that one a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was yeah. simple. Yeah. It was, like, yes. it wasn't 3v3, but it was, like, close to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I um, would I would have to say the final battle was pretty rad. Mm-hmm. Um, and the mount, like, the hillside battle was also cool. I like cars. I'm a big car dork. Yeah. So it was really cool to see, you know, big Mad Max cars fighting off against like normal cars. Yeah. Uh, and it was also kind of funny to see Pablo eat it, you know, like, <laughs> or Wheeljack, he he goes straight off that cliff and he transforms and immediately just eats a boulder. I thought that was really yeah. funny. Um, and RC is just like, yeah, whatever. She just 
kind of keeps going. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the action there was really cool. Um, and seeing Scourge, seeing Scourge and Optimus kind of face off and then getting close to like toughing it out, yeah. that was going to be cool. And then Air Razor has to come in and, you know, get all cosmic arrested. Yeah. But, yeah uh, that was cool. Air Razor, I think, plays like is the maximal in the first half of the movie. And when Air Razor dies, yeah. Optimus mm-hmm. Primal takes over as the maximal. Um, Air Razor also says that like her team is dead, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which isn't really yeah. explained because when you see them take off, it's like just you the crew, you know? yeah, it's just like the yeah. maximal gang. Um, so like, and also, why are they gone? Like the Terracons just showed up. Who's hunting the other maximals on the planet? Yeah, you know what I mean. Obviously, it's not the Decepticons because the Decepticons didn't get the beacon in Bumblebee. So, who's hunting these giant robot animals? You know, there are a lot of plot yeah. holes in this movie. There, yes, there yeah. are. And it, it seems to me that it was rewritten and re-edited. Yeah, that's how it mm-hmm. seems. And yeah. that, like, that hurts me because we, we can does. see with, like, I don't know, uh. Across the Spider-Verse and Guardians 3 are my two highest uh, scored movies of this year. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they just did a really, really great job. And you can tell it's yeah. a singular vision. It's it's very streamlined. You don't get too many writer's mm-hmm. credits on either one of those. Like, yeah, you know, and that kind of just like shows you that like, yeah, singular vision is what like keeps a movie, you know, on track. But yeah. like five writers on this? what yeah i mean it's like you said it could be all post like the other two or three writers could be all post writers yeah Mm -hmm. yeah uh mr plow is is in the uh in our in our twitch chat uh twitch.tv slash the keeg show uh mr plow says scourge has a predacon badge on his right paldron so maybe they were predacons yeah Mm. yeah see and that's that's in the future i was saying earlier yeah. yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, I would have loved to have seen, like, at least a hint of the Predacons. They could have just said, like, yeah, the Predacons, the, the Predacons got us, you know? Yeah. They could have mm-hmm. name-dropped something. They could have, like, led into it or built up to something in yeah. future films, but they just kind of left it in as, like, a, if you're a dork like me and you know what a Predacon is and you see that insignia, then, yeah, it could be Predacons, but... And I'm not saying I need... Movies don't need to spell everything out. No. Like, not everything has to be Mm -hmm. explained in depth. Like, an audience, the audience has enough, you know, forethought and knowledge to expect, you know, like, they should be able to read into things. Um, But stuff like that is very plot holy, and it's unfortunate, because it doesn't have to be, you know? You got five writers. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, make it happen. I, I, I think that, like, Transformers movies, though, don't leave it up to the audience to decipher. They don't. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. anytime that they, like, can say exposition, they say exposition, which makes me yeah. feel that, like, anytime there is a plot hole with no explanation, they weren't planning on that. Mm-hmm. They weren't yeah. leaving it up to the audience. That was just them being like, oh, I didn't realize. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. We tried to fix yeah. it in post, and <laughs> now it is what it is. Yeah, there's a scene in the third act of the film where they have to go like under the mountain to yeah. get to the control panel and they literally explain the entire plan right like this is what you guys are doing you're going to go in the tunnels you're going to get the you know the control panel mm-hmm. you're going to disable the uh you know the laser in the sky mm-hmm. and they get to the tunnel 
and there's like a line of dialogue that's like this is the tunnel that we have to go in come on elena and it's like yeah we know that you know like where else would you be yeah it's it's more adr dialogue to explain to the audience what they already know right um, yeah so like said, also not another... everything has to be spelled out yeah but th- yeah. another line when you're like in that scene when they're going through the tunnel is when mirage goes down right and he sees him through sees noah and, and uh through the like like the grate the holes. yeah 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 the grate the and then like mm-hmm. mirage like talks to him saying noah like like get there of course scourge is gonna yeah. hear i don't know who he's fighting but like yeah. they're gonna hear yeah they're gonna like get <clears throat> yeah. him big brain move there mirage i thought that was like I mean, it's also a kind of like, uh, yeah, Mirage kind of would do something like that based on his characteristics mm-hmm. and all that I, I have seen so far in this movie. <laughs> right. I, yeah. Also, who's the tunnel for? Yeah, yeah. that's another thing. It's like, if it's too small for a Transformer, first of all, mm-hmm. there are those small scorpion things. Yeah. Yeah, the um, scorpions in the freezers. So they could go in those tunnels. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? But down then, there? if like, not, not then, maintenance man, if not, yeah. then, who goes in the tunnel? Who are the tunnels for? Those aren't Peruvian tunnels. Those are transformer, transformer tunnels. tunnels. Yeah, so, I'm sure they like have smaller transformers that are like mechanics that go down there and fix stuff. But they didn't have yeah, them. Like, yeah, exactly. It's like not. you could. They were off duty. <laughs> yeah, They're exactly. Like, hey, we're, we're yeah, we're sorry, break. guys. <laughs> we're on our lunch break. Yeah, this is a government. This is a Cybertron mandated lunch break. Yeah, OSHA regulated. <laughs> <laughs> I am OSHA Tron. Just here yeah. to make sure things are checked off. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, again, I-, I chalk up the plot holes to probably it has to be post. It has to be post production mm. stuff. Yeah. I don't know. You know um mr plow uh is also a big transformers fan um mr plow says g1 fans have to rewire their perceptions of mirage he has hounds powers jazz's vehicle mode as well as sunstreaker and a dump truck mode and the mirage formula one mode um i mean yeah he turned into a lot of different things right yeah he did yeah Mm -hmm. but they still can't turn into jets yeah, flying's not allowed if you're an Autobot, unless you're Stratosphere or Jetfire, who's a Decepticon, or when many of the other Autobots that fly. But flying's not allowed if you're an Autobot. <laughs> unless, unless it, it is. is. Yeah. And then it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had Strafe, uh, a Strafe toy as a kid. Yeah. But I don't even know if a Strafe is a character or just a toy. I couldn't tell you, man. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's a character, but... Not a very important one. No. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of the name before, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't pinpoint it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, yeah, Mr. Plow says, or Power Glide or the Aerial Bots. And Silver Streak is both a Concord Jet and a Winged Wolf Fusor in, or Silver Bolt in Beast Wars. So, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. There, yeah, there were a lot of things going on in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. What were what were the big? I mean, we kind of touched on what were the big critiques. It was it was really the dialogue for me. Like a lot of the dialogue was a little weird. Also, uh, there were a few times they dissed Optimus Prime, and like I, I I don't like it when movies like tear down their like their, their main legacy hero? character heroes. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like 
to me, that's not cool. Like friendly jabs are one thing, but tearing down Optimus Prime, not the coolest. Yeah. Um, and that's that's pretty much the most of it. Uh, a lot of the, oh, and then the thing at the end, you know, the thing at the end, the crossover thing at the yeah. end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of people are excited for that, but I don't really see like as far as I'm aware that franchise is not their most profitable franchise no the last film in the franchise that they released was a bust i don't think anyone went to see it i saw it but i fell asleep in in, exactly yeah yeah. it's like yeah um it should have been great the trailer was really great for snake eyes by the way yeah yeah, i guess for anyone out there like gi joe transformers crossover okay but yeah and i mean like that's been a thing that they've done in the past like gi joe and transformers like they connected the comics a ton of times i think there was a show they do it a lot with the toys sometimes like i think Mm -hmm. the most recent one was a megatron cobra commander action figure set yeah um but do you really want to jump into that right now or do you want to build up to that like i don't think little hints here and there yeah in the films don't just like straight up say gi joe on the back of a business card wow that's groovy yeah Yeah. like build up to it uh everybody like you guys are saying they want to make this big multiverse they want to do this expanding universe thing but they never seem to go about it the right way you gotta earn it exactly you gotta earn it you gotta build up to it you gotta you gotta make people invested you can't just say this is the thing we're doing go watch it yeah um so yeah that was that was a little weird um stefania thoughts about gi um, crossover so <laughs> i i thought it was going to be a sector seven because they I thought same, too. Bumblebee. Yeah. same here same here and if this was a remake you know following bumblebee i figured that would be them at the end yeah um yeah. but then it said gi joe and i was like oh okay so they're i don't know if you could hear that but that was like a motorcycle that drove by oh, my yeah, house yeah. <laughs> it's rc coming <laughs> like nature. happening all day this whole time um but like I saw it, I was like, oh, okay, so they've done crossovers before. Like it's not really surprising, but mm-hmm. like you said, their GI Joe stuff has not been great. So yeah. unless they like really make them really well, mm-hmm. um, they should kind of hold off a few years for that or longer. Like yeah, a slow introduction would be nice for it. Mm-hmm. You know, we see, okay, they exist now. Mm-hmm. I kind of don't want to see them again for like another few movies. Like yeah, for I'm me, right I I want a I want a Cybertron movie. That's what I want. Like Same I'd here. rather focus on that than yeah. GI Joe stuff. Like yeah. I don't want to. Um, what I'm afraid is I'm afraid it's gonna be like another remake of the Bay movies where it's very heavy military focused and not Transformers focused. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. Ah, so. uh, they have to include the humans. I feel like they get they don't yeah. uh, they don't know what to do if there's no humans in Transformers. Which is weird to me, but I I mean, there's an easy fix. And that is mm-hmm. any human qualities you want to create in a human, create in an auto Attached to the... Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. If you want a brother, younger brother thing, have an Autobot with a younger Autobot brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's that's the relationship that Bumblebee usually has with Optimus, you know? Um, Which we never you see. Can... I'm sorry. We Yeah, we... Un- unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. Um, it's... It's it's weird that they think that people cannot connect to something they don't immediately identify with. Like, right? Um, I like I I can relate to all of the characters in Transformers Prime, 
but I'm not a 10 foot alien robot. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I we think just have that, to show they have I think human emotions, it's easier for, right? What's that? Yeah, yeah it's because they have human emotions. Yeah. They're yeah. characters. They have a lot of development. Like you see them go through terrible things and, you know, you feel for them and you see them triumph and you, and you're excited because you know, the, the good guys are winning, you yeah. know, and even the bad guys, like even the bad guys you want to root for sometimes because they're oh, yeah. charismatic and enjoyable to enjoyable to watch. You don't have to be a 10 foot alien robot to relate to one. Right. Um, I think, yeah, it's, it's weird. I think when it comes to humanizing the Autobots to be crude, I guess uh, three things we need, to believe that they're human, to to, to em- empathize with them, it's it's blood, mm-hmm. it's tears, mm-hmm. and it's do they fuck? Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. Like, do they yeah. some, do they love? Do they procreate? Do they have families? Yeah. yeah. Um. So it depends on it depends on the continuity. Um, <laughs> in the original continuity, they just butted, right? They just like split like mitosis. Oh. Um. And then I thought in but other- I was like but. Butted? No, they bud. Like <laughs> yeah, they yeah. bud, like mitosis. Um, Ooh, yeah. And then in other continuities, they grow out of the ground, and then Primus uh, implants a spark within them oh, okay. using either like Vector Sigma or the All Spark, depends on the continuity. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's usually no canoodling in Transformers, unless you want to talk about a certain Japanese franchise that's awful and I know nothing about. Gobots? Does Gobots have that? No. Oh. Not GoBots. I don't want to. For those it, Transformers it... fans who know, you know, but I'm not going to mention it. Okay. It's pretty cursed. Cool, cool, cool. So, um, yep. I mean, you could also, I mean, but like uh, uh, these movies are also their own continuity, so their own rules. Yeah. That's the kind of the problem. Mm-hmm. The good and the bad is they can create their own rules, but then they create things like Harriet Tubman knew a Transformer. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Why We're back is... on Michael Bay again, are we? <laughs> why, like, why, what is, is this necessary? um but what what i mean is trying to think like okay family units right like mm-hmm. are there mothers and fathers and whatnot like if it gets too away from that then people can't like empathize because it's like you're mm-hmm. grown out of the ground you're just a machine but like if you yeah. have a mother and a father let's just say or a brother and a sister or a love of your life if mirage and rc are in love what do they want to do what are their wants and desires we never see any of that Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, apparently in an earlier cut of the film, Wheeljack or Pablo, depending on who, what you want to call him. Uh, why and why is he called Pablo? Supposed to have, what's up? Why is he called Pablo? Why is he called Pablo? Because you got Pablo on the side of the van. Oh, but he is Wheeljack. Yeah, right? but, yeah, yeah. his real name is Wheeljack, but he looks nothing like Wheeljack. He acts yeah. nothing like Wheeljack. Yeah. He's Wheeljack in name only. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is disappointing. A lot of them That's another thing that I wanted to bring up. Like Wheeljack felt like kind of a wasted character. Yeah. He shows up and then he doesn't really do anything except yeah. shoot some guns. You know, you could say the same thing about Rhinox. Like Rhinox shows yeah. up. He doesn't have a single line of dialogue. Yeah. Which nope. is incredibly disappointing because in Beast Wars, he's like one of the forefront characters. Yeah. And he's not exactly talkative, but when he speaks, his words carry weight and he's very intelligent and he's and really he, grounded. He's a smart and engineer. He's kind of guy, like right? the big brother of the group. What's up? He's the engineer, right? He's the smart. Yeah, exactly. Guy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's disappointing to see like the big brother of the group and the one that kind of grounds everybody. Yeah. Uh, and the intelligent one not say a single word. Yeah, uh, that was a little disappointing. You also don't get a you don't get a good look at his be as in his uh uh mode in his no, robot when, mode. no. 
when Optimus Primal catches uh, Battle Trap's mace, I thought it was Rhinox. And I was like, all right, let's get some Rhinox action, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, bust out the double Gatling guns. Let's go ham. Um, but instead, it's Optimus Primal, which love seeing Optimus Primal and Optimus Prime go at it together. That was really fun and engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would have been really cool to see the other Maximals get their time in the limelight. Yeah. yeah. We don't so. see Air Razor's robot form at all. You don't? Nope. Which is... Which I kind of knew was going to happen. None of the toys, like all of the toys are based on other toys and there's no concept art for her robot robot mode on any of the boxes. So I kind of knew going into the film that we were never going to get to see Air Razor because she was going to die early on in the film, which she doesn't. She dies like halfway through the film, but it's still a little disappointing not to see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was such a waste, you know? Yeah. Um, And I mean, it's not like she doesn't, if she dies in Beast Wars, spoilers by the way um well she doesn't die it's complicated as it usually is (laughs) i think Um, mr plow went over uh talked about it maybe the the fusor uh yeah right yeah thing it's a little weird also kind of wasted character in beast wars but we're talking about rise of beast today yeah (laughs) but that's (laughs) gonna go off on a tangent if we get into that a lot of potential was lost in this movie yeah the maximals didn't do anything no, yeah. they just show up, they flex their big gorilla muscles, and then they just kind of walk away. Yeah. Yeah. Also, now, it makes me wonder if they're going to, like, eventually do a Beast Wars movie, because, like, I, don't I mean, we got the introduction. I, I guess this mm-hmm. was supposed to be more of an introduction of the Maximals, but if you're going to call it Rise of the Beasts, I expect there to be more beasts than what we've yeah. got. And if they're gonna do like a beast wars movie like their infinity war kind of movie um then i expect to see like all of them there but i don't know Mm -hmm. if they'll eventually do that yeah see my my thing and bringing it back to this gi joe crossover is that like both franchises need to earn the crossover and right Mm -hmm. now i mean say you know say what you will about transformers it's like okay there's been enough transformers that you could do a crossover (laughs) but there hasn't been enough gi joes and there hasn't been quality gi joe movies like what continuity because the new snake eyes movie was a reboot so where do what gi joe what gi joe are they doing they're going to probably do a fresh new universe they're going to essentially piggyback on transformers to then start their brand new series of gi joes but the problem Mm. also is that like if you do the first new gi joe movie that's a crossover with this they're not going to jump off because how will you do a G.I. Joe Transformers crossover movie and then have G.I. Joe do their solo series without the Transformers? Yeah. It's going to feel a little empty because be. you already hit the biggest note. You started off with exactly. a crossover. Yeah, it's like yeah. leading with the Avengers. It's right. Like, where do you yeah. go from here? DC did yeah. it and failed, you know? And, and yeah. they failed. Yeah. That's a problem. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, Mr. Plow says Fast and the Furious in Transformers. I mean, I've I've thought about I've thought about that. There was a there's an Instagram clip out there uh, where it's Vin Diesel turning around and he's like, "I got a friend," and yes. uh, it's Optimus Prime. Yeah, like, yes. dude, I would love that. That'd be hilarious. That'd be great. Like, I feel like if they led, like if they leaned into the absurdity of some of this stuff, like giant transforming robots, I feel like the movies would be a lot more fun. Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be the most realistic thing. They're Transformers. They're ten foot alien robots transforming into cars. Yeah, make it a little goofy. It doesn't have to be 
stone cold serious yeah uh, but don't make it a joke either like michael bay did there's you got to find that balance i mean i wouldn't be surprised if a future transformers movie didn't if they if they didn't cross over fast and furious but they incorporated like okay we got a team of 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 you know drivers of street race drivers right like and like they did their version of fast and furious essentially just the human element is the racers and then they paired them up with the the autobots that'd be awesome but like i it's i I kind of like hate that idea not gonna lie that's fair because like (laughs) i don't know where they go from this it started with just like street racing. That's yeah. what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it's like people, they're going to space. They're like, yeah. it's like a, there's a, a multiverse is going to open up in the Fast and Furious franchise. Like yeah. I, I'm i kind of like tired of the Fast and Furious movies. Like I'm, okay. I, I have never seen the movie. I've never seen the movies, mm. but I like am familiar with the first movie. Yeah. And it's all like street racing. The first few. Yeah. When you when you start like going to space and all that, and like now uh Dom Toretto has like super strength, he's like a superhero or something. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. and then if much. you just introduce Transformers into that, I just it'll just ruin the franchise for me. It'll I ruin agree. Transformers for me. I agree. Uh I mean Fast X was a disappointment to me, but mostly because I should have seen it coming from a mile away. But like there are no stakes because no matter what, you know that a character won't die unless they choose to die. Like, mm. it just won't happen. Nobody stays yeah. dead. People come back from the dead. Like, mm-hmm. like, did you guys see Fast X? Are you guys cool with the spoiler? I have yeah, not seen it, but go for it, man. It ends on a cliffhanger, right? Well, oh. on, a, on a couple cliffhangers, because it leads to a, a next part. Like, okay, um, like, because Fast 11 and 12 are supposed to be the final two parts. So it le- ends okay. on a cliffhanger, the dam is about to explode. Some people in another uh, saw another cut where it the dam does explode. The water goes towards Vin Diesel and then it cuts. But in this one, it like he's looking up, it explodes, and that like it cuts to black. Hmm. Basically, okay, in real life, a dam explodes. How is he going to get out of this? Right? How is hmm. he a whole? torrent of 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 water bigger than a tsunami it's gonna be it's like super tall is gonna hit him right him and his son but in fast and the furious logic it'll hit him he'll brace himself and he'll just swim to the top and then he'll be good like well obviously what happens is optimus prime comes in and he saves him <laughs> i mean come on come on a, it has to be know. a submarine a submarine auto yeah, yeah. wait is this the yeah. hoover dam Title like weird. all the autobots should be there on the decepticon yeah exactly right yeah like, like that's when the Bumblebee autobots is inside sector seven he's being like hmm. frozen yeah it isn't like, it isn't the hoover timeline. dam but it does it's <laughs> portugal i think because they decided to be in portugal for this movie so it's like Classic. i don't know the point being is there's no stakes he'll just swim to the top he'll be fine mm. there's not going to be any long-lasting thing that's the problem with fast and the furious does transformers have that now there's always a bigger and bigger problem and they solve it bumblebee became back from the dead air mm. razor is just dead okay yeah is this a problem with the transformers was... franchise that was one of the things I kind of worried about when they introduced Unicron as the like the overarching big bad. Yeah. Uh, Unicron is like end game level material. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say they can't bring him back and have him go ham later, but 
So like he's not dead by any stretch of the imagination, but he's banished. So if he wants to like take his revenge and destroy Optimus Prime or whatever, um, I mean he can always come back. There's always there's always the opportunity for that. Uh, but they're gonna have to build build up to that. And it's kind of hard to build up to that when that's what you let off on. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, that's the problem with any of these franchises. You have to have bigger mm-hmm. and bigger stakes or yeah. have a good writer to write a smaller stake movie, which mm-hmm. which kind of happens with some of these franchises when they get too big, then you got to reel them back in and be like, it's mm-hmm. a human-on-human conflict. Like, that that's is what bump- we're dealing with. That's why Bumblebee was so great. It was a personal story. It was about mm-hmm. Charlie and Bumblebee trying to stop two Decepticons from alerting the rest of the Decepticons. Right. Right. It was smaller. It was more grounded. And it wasn't like, it wasn't necessarily a world ending threat. Like they just had to turn off the beacon. Right. Um, And like, if they had failed, it could have led into another film. Um, But it was good because it was a shorter, smaller scale story. Uh, and then they lead into the next film with like the biggest bad guy ever, right? So, mm-hmm. kind of um, one. Also, a lot of this movie, I I forget the the name that was coined on the internet, but I'm gonna rephrase it to plot questing or quest plotting or whatever. It was essentially yeah. <clears throat> a step by step thing. Get this, do this, yeah. activate this. Mm-hmm. That is our mm-hmm. plot of the movie. And that's a lot of Transformers movies, and it's getting kind of old. Yeah, MacGuffin mm-hmm. Hunt, you know? A yeah. fetch quest. Fetch quest. I got you. Yeah, yeah, fetch quest. It was a bit of a fetch quest. Um, yeah, but like you said earlier, that is kind of what most of the films are about. First it was the AllSpark, then it was the Matrix, which was a thing. And then it was <laughs> the Pillars. We gotta, we gotta collect all the Pillars, like the Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> And then after that, it was well, after that in Age of Extinction. Oh, yeah, they had to get the seed. And then after the seed, it was Optimus, I think, was the last. <laughs> was Optimus Basically. the fetch quest in the, the last, last movie? Night? Yeah. I think so. It was a spaceship? It was a book? Yeah. <laughs> it was like Bumblebee wasn't a fetch quest. That's the thing. No, probably was not a no. fetch quest. It, and it was great. That's why it was great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just, I want more. And and I think that's like the thing. And, and you can't do more with the rewrites that, the, that it probably had, right? We're assuming mm-hmm. that the mm-hmm. rewrites, you can't do more with it. I get it. It's just a constraint of whatever time and effort that they wanted to put into this movie. But like, mm-hmm. like it should have, been a movie make it about a boy in his car again i guess i don't know we haven't had that like what bumblebee was but like i don't know what could have made this movie better in your guys's i mean you guys rated it pretty high which is awesome um Mm -hmm. what made what would have made it a 10 well i i will start off with uh what i thought was gonna happen and like kind of lowered my expectation yeah um well you know the toys came out before the movie right Mm. and they just decided to throw in megatron as one of the toys for rise of the beast yeah oh and that had me thinking like one that's a spoiler you know and then two um where was he in the film if you're gonna promote him in like the franchise's 
toy mine mm. where is he in the film i thought he was gonna like show up in a post-credit scene or like there was gonna be something about decepticons um but i i mean that's just their way of you know selling more toys throw a megatron in there and boom you have sales yeah um but i think what i would have what i would have liked more is the whole third act of the movie was like just the best for me i i that's my favorite part of mm. the movie um but i think the post-credit scene shouldn't have been something like gi joe um and yeah. If it yeah was make it sector seven because that would, would make more sense in my opinion um but i felt like we should have seen something about like the decepticons or other you know transformers beings out there um besides like ones that we've already seen um mm. i expected a decepticon to show up i just expect because like you i was looking at all the symbols on scourge's uh arm wherever he keeps it i was like oh the decepticon on there like we're gonna yeah. see one at some yeah. point i don't know yeah um but i i felt like that would have been cool to see instead of the post-credit scene that we got um and the dialogue i i, I wish was like better i wish it wasn't just like mm. thrown in there some of the dialogue like yeah. you were saying um i feel like they should have i guess you know if they rewrote it they should have felt more confident in their original writing um mm. if it was like any better i don't know if they like did any tests with the original writing or if they gotten like opinions whatever um but something made them change the writing and post so yeah. i just wish yeah. that was developed a bit better um, I want to shout out the official Megs on YouTube says, wish that it was just, uh, uh, Meg says primals, uh, maximals, what is what I'm assuming. Um, mm -hmm. and it makes me think, yeah, it, I understand you have to introduce some of the Autobots, but it could have been a passing the torch movie to show us how interesting the maximals were. They could have given everybody mm -hmm. a personality, which they didn't. They, mm -hmm. I mean, they lacked on personality with RC. Like, yeah, like yeah. RC didn't do anything other than be Smurfette for this movie, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. she, they was could the have she was the, the girl one, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they could have passed. The, they could add Cheetor be the be the you know the the the, 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 the young Bumblebee like like um mm -hmm. um kind of character. You could have gotten. You could have had Pete Davidson do Cheetor, have Cheetor be this guy's pet cheetah right like instead of having mm -hmm. a car have a cheetah that can maybe he turns into a motorcycle that's fine mm -hmm. <clears throat> but he's a cheetah right he's a boy and his pet instead of a boy and his dog mm -hmm. and introduce us to this sect of not autobots but like the autobots know of the maximals and the maximals mm -hmm. are like there fighting their own mm -hmm. fight the autobots have better things to do maybe they're they're on their way back to cybertron they introduce yeah. mm -hmm. noah to to the rest of the Maximals, the Autobots leave after one fight after the museum, and then we have the Maximals. Mm -hmm. It could have been that. Mm -hmm. I feel like it could have been that, and it probably should have been that, mm. but people are going to see Optimus Prime and Bumblebee in a movie and be like, oh, I want to see that movie. Like Those are the two yeah. that drive people to the theater. Yeah. Um, Give them so one if fight. they didn't have... yeah. So if they didn't mm. have them in the movie, then I feel like it would have just like drawn people out. But mm. having them in just one fight, like in the beginning, whatever, and then leave 
and then just the the Maximals taking over and them being the only ones in the last fight against the Terracons. That would have been cool because that would have actually lived up to the title of Rise of the Beasts. Right. And could have led into something more. And then like the post credit scene could have been something with the Autobots. Like maybe they're on Cybertron. Maybe they have like a problem with the Decepticons. Like that could have led into the next movie. Yeah. That would have worked. Or there's still an Autobot yeah. bot, um, team on Earth. They're like, hey, you guys, yeah. you guys there? Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. you guys left without us? Okay. It's like yeah. it's like Nick Fury with his, like, uh, what's it called? Pager with Captain yeah. Marvel. Like, Paige is mm. the, the yeah. Autobots. <laughs> hey, uh, we're still on Earth. Can, you guys you guys coming back for us? And, like, it cuts. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You could have done the same thing that this movie did, but better. You wouldn't have to change much. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the beginning scene, you have the museum stuff. Then we meet the Maximals. Air Razor stays alive. By the way, I hated that, like, Scourge can shoot something that will then dissolve you and then take over you. He could have shot that at everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe if there's a yep. cooldown. <laughs> yeah, he's like huge, a boss. Yeah. Yeah. Huge yeah. He can only use it yeah. once. He's like steady, yeah. steady. He's yeah. gotta like make more like Spider-Man's web shooters. Yeah. Web fluid. He's like, there's a refra- what what's it called? A refraction period. Yeah, ref- yeah. 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 Uh-oh. He's yeah. like, baby, I, I I would love to go twice, but I only had that <laughs> one in me. All right. Give me some time. Let me drink some Powerade. Um, um let me uh soak up some energon yeah you know <laughs> yeah i'll give you everything you want and more you're just gonna give me some time baby uh, <laughs> um yeah i don't know you could have like they could have i don't know maybe it's their just dependency on the cars but they could have still released the toy line if they just had one fight scene with the autobots and then kind of gone from there yeah yeah i yeah. don't know I just, I, I, just I was like expecting it. Megatron too. I was, yeah. I was yeah. really expecting like maybe a post credit scene with Megatron. And then if you guys have seen the 1986 film, the cartoon, mm-hmm. uh, you know that Megatron dies and like he dies in the first, like the first act. Yeah. And then he gets reformatted by Unicron into Galvatron. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like we still could have gotten like a Megatron reveal. And then he could have gotten like reformatted by Unicron into Galvatron. And then Galvatron could have been like another herald for Unicron. And he could be the main villain in the next film or like the next few films leading up to the return of Unicron. Yeah. I think that would have been neat. Uh, you could have kept the Autobots, um, maybe just refined their personalities a little bit, kept the um, kept the Maximals, sent them back to their home world. Mm. I know that it was destroyed, but or kept the Maximals as part of the crew. Um, like a mix and match? I don't know. Like what Stefania was mm-hmm. saying, it's really hard to get rid of Optimus Prime and Bumblebee. Like they did that in the 1986 film and Hasbro yeah. got a ton of letters because they were like, you can't kill Optimus Prime. He's like the face of the franchise. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. like killing the dad of the group. It's no it's no fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely would have liked to see Megatron in some capacity in the film. And like you were saying, I was expecting maybe a Decepticon tease at the end of it. Or I mean, Predacon. They just, just shot a giant mm-hmm. laser into the sky that only Transformers can see. Yeah. Uh, if the beacon in the last film didn't work, this definitely would, right? Right. Well, that brought Scourge, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know about Scourge. No one knows about Scourge. Yeah. yeah. 
I well, there's know. like, are you talking about the end of, end of Bumblebee? Yeah. So at the end of Bumblebee, they have the the Decepticons are trying to fire a signal to the yeah. Decepticons. Yeah. Um, but they stop it. Uh, I figure the Transwarp key launching a giant beacon into the sky that only Transformers can see would act similarly, would it not? I mean, yeah. it's a giant yeah. energy pulse. It brought it apparently signaled to Scourge and right. Unicron that there was something on Earth. I don't know. Again, a lot of plot holes. It'd be a cool lead-in. Yeah. Now, all you gotta I mean, do is type up a little... Yeah, we've detected an energy surge on a planet called Earth. This can only mean one thing. And then Megatron steps out and he's like, let's go get him. I, <laughs> it would have been a cool post-credit scene. Imagine this. Imagine this. Where they're like... Yeah. <clears throat> the bad guys are trying to bring Megatron back. Just a cut, quick cut mm-hmm. scene. Like, we, we have a signal of his mm-hmm. spark, but he doesn't have a form. And mm-hmm. he, and they're like maybe they set up in a museum or something, and like mm-hmm. he comes as the T Rex. Yeah, that would be yeah, that'd <laughs> be know? sick, you know. Yeah, like he comes, he, you can see his face. It's Megatron coming, and he comes mm-hmm. out of the shadow, and then he mm-hmm. does a ching ching ching. Yeah, like, he transforms. Yeah, you know, into a T Rex. Transforms Megatron. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that'd be sick. We have oh, so much potential. Megatron in his like live action G one form. Yeah, like we got that from the beginning of Bumblebee. We know that there was a model for G one Megatron because the 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 concept art on the toy is mm-hmm. Bumblebee style. So yeah. that model is out there somewhere. It just has yet to be used. Originally, it was going to be used in the post credit scene for Bumblebee, wow. but they nixed it because they didn't want to reveal anything too early. But it's a gun, though. They were right? still debating whether or not it was a reboot or a prequel at that time. I think. It's him turning into a gun, though, right? It freaking better be. It's not Megatron if he doesn't turn into a Walther, man. <laughs> they're not going to release a gun <laughs> toy. They're not going to release a... No, they're not. No, they no. did. It, 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 a pistol? No, turn in... no I, I think I think the one of the Rise of the Beasts toys, I think he does transform into a gun. I don't know. Does he really? I don't, I don't know. I could <laughs> I be wrong on that. that. I, I was like... <laughs> Let I me was look. like walking in Target and I think I, or Walmart, and I might have seen mm-hmm. it. I saw it's like, a tank. Oh, it's a tank. Yeah, okay, never yeah. mind. Which is never just mind. a big gun. You know? Yeah, basically. <laughs> right. Yeah. But like, no, <laughs> yeah, they like, no one's going to get in trouble <laughs> with like, you don't, you know what I mean? Like you hold a tank out yeah. in the, yeah. in the world. I think that's, that is so, a big, big problem th- that they have to overcome now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like they could do it in the film. Like that'd be cool. But like, as uh, yeah. As a toy, not keep him as a tank. I feel that if he turns into a gun, somebody bigger has to use him, right? Yeah. Well, so it's called mass shifting. So in like the G1 continuity, he transforms into like a little Walther P38 mm. and Shockwave or Soundwave uses him. Uh, and that's cool. But it it's something, it was a question that I had about Mirage actually. Because mm. Mirage transforms from like a little tiny Porsche so like this big old dump truck, and I didn't think we were playing the mass shifting game in the live action films, but also knows, what are man? the rules? They have to scan yeah, the item. Yeah, what are the rules? Do they scan yeah. the item? Is that I don't know anymore. Don't it's know. whatever no, it's they just, want. Uh, it's hammer space. That's what it is. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just hammer space. <laughs> I, I'm yeah, cool just, with the mass shifting. Out of nowhere. I'm cool with yeah. the mass shifting. I'm. I don't understand how they choose what they can transform into. I would assume yeah. they would have to be next to it or in line of sight, or scan it, yeah, and do yeah. that. Because otherwise, again, they would just turn into jets. Yeah, and I mean yeah. that's what they do in the that's what they do in Bumblebee. You know, uh, drop kick and shatter cruise in on their comets. 
and uh, they scan those sick muscle cars. Yeah, turn into cool mm -hmm. muscle cars. You got to, you got to, you got to scan them. But then also, yeah. like, like a, a a problem that Revenge of the Fallen has is that like if the Transformers and De like the Autobots and Decepticons can turn into humans, mm -hmm. then that's that's end game right there. Like they can just turn into humans and be Terminators. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge jump in Revenge of the Fallen mm -hmm. that they never go back yeah. to. That was supposed to be like a pretender reference. So like after G1, they had these like human shells that they could exist in. Mm -hmm. That was a weird time for Transformers, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, pretenders, that was that. That's what that was supposed to be a reference mm. to. Um, but yeah, like if they can just transform into people, transform into people, then you don't right. have to be a giant car. Right. Yeah. You're talking about talk about in dis, like robots in disguise. They just yeah. turn into people and be Doesn't in get more disguise. in disguise than that. Yeah. 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 Also, if you can mass yeah. shift, then just turn small and hide. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, it's weird. They they needed they need to flesh these things out. You know, like just a line like can't get that big. That doesn't work. Right. You know. Yeah, they could turn to yeah. huge kaiju's. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. And just it, like <laughs> Optimus Prime turns to Unicron size and punches them straight <laughs> in the eye. Yeah, <laughs> punches Basically. them in the eyeball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, it. That's, that's, that's the whole end battle. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, as we close this up, there are a couple other thoughts. The exosuit. The Mirage exosuit. Like or dislike? No. Not a fan. <laughs> uh, it lost me. It really lost me. Yeah. They've, they've done exosuits before, but it's never been a Transformer. It's always been like a separate piece of technology. Mm. Like, yeah. Kicker Jones has an exosuit. Uh, but Kicker Jones was also the worst. Um, and then Didn't Spike Witwicky Wit and his son. Yeah. Yeah. Spike Witwicky yeah. and Sparkplug Witwicky, they have cool like bubble helmets and like cool spacesuits and they're cool. Um, but they're never like they they transform into like little car shuttle things, but they're not transformers. They're mm -hmm. separate technology. Yeah. And also, like, what's is Mirage still in that suit with them? Because that's still kind of awkward. You know? Well, you were inside yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's that's a little odd. Yeah. Also, the fact that like he can split off pieces. I mean, they set up for the suit that he because he in the you know he splits off the piece he's, and he creates the glove. He's got the hand so thing. he shows mm -hmm. that. But maybe if we show that like the different transformers have different powers, like they don't all have mm -hmm. the same power set. Some can mass shift. Yeah come some can split into different pieces mm -hmm. right like if we show that like we got to create rules here some yeah. can do it some can't some can come mm -hmm. heal some like can fly some can yeah. turn into jets and some can't some like and rhinox can't turn into a jet because he's too heavy i don't know yeah like yeah they they, they do all of that stuff in g1 continuity and in the aligned continuity mm -hmm. like if a like certain transformers have certain powers um, but they're limited by those powers. Right. Um, in this, it's just like, yeah, I guess we get to do whatever we want when we want to do it. Right. Because we're Transformers, and that's cool. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is... Um, kind of sounds like yeah. they're, like, still figuring out the Transformers, like, what... Like, I guess they try and reach the max of what they can do in this film, and then uh -huh. maybe mm -hmm. they'll dial it back down in future films, because they're trying to still figure out what they want to do or what each of them mm -hmm. what each what power they should each have basically what's their yeah. ability yeah yeah so maybe they were just like, like let's just throw them all in there and like see what people think about it 
you know what series did that really well transformers animated like there's literally an entire sequence where uh sentinel prime different sentinel prime um like walks down the cadet line and he's like so what can you do and ironhide like turns into metal even though they're already metal he turns into even more metal metal uh and then there's like he's like okay that's cool and then he goes over to another guy and he's like okay what you what can you do and he can extend all his limbs you know so like it's established that they all have different powers like jazz has sonic powers Mm. um mag uh, ultra magnus has his magnus hammer uh like they all have these different abilities that they can access but they're unique to each individual and it's set up you know it's not just like this character can do this because we wrote it in and he's the only one with special powers you know if they created rules like that it would be so much more interesting because for example what if there was a transformer that could bring people back to life and in the beginning you kill off megatron and optimus and Mm -hmm. both teams are trying to get that transformer yeah you know what I mean? Yeah, like I mean, have, they, have a mm-hmm. have a personality behind the MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in mm-hmm. Transformers Armada, which was like the first part of the Unicron trilogy back in like the early two thousands, they were after Minicons, which are like little Transformers that can transform into weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, but each Minicon had a unique ability, and the entire reason the Autobots and Decepticons were fighting is so that they could have access to the Minicons so they could defeat their their opponents better. Yeah. Um, But each Minicon had their own ability and you wanted to get like the coolest Minicon. Um, Mm -hmm. So like you said, that'd be a good way to like introduce MacGuffins, have their own personality, make them more than just objects or powers, like give them a reason for being there. Mm Mm-hmm. I just remembered yeah. what the line of dialogue was. It was humans are more than meets the eye. That's what yes. they said in yeah. the movie. And I was like, yeah, we've been the Transformers this whole time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he said yeah. that, I was like, oh. It's a <laughs> okay. little too yeah. much, right? Yeah. yeah. Looks uh, like it's Rise of the Beasts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's time what? to Rise like, of the he Beasts. Said, he, said the yeah. thing. he said the thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's, oh. it's it's maximizing time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, they, they, they did say to all are he, one. Yeah. Which they, is pretty that cool. That was great. You guys want to talk about hype moments? Like moments that got you hyped? Uh, yeah. The whole third act. Yeah. I the entire third act. Uh, I've got like a whole list here of things that got me hyped. Uh, <laughs> Till all are one was really cool. Nice little throwback to the original mm-hmm. uh, film. And then when optimal is like charging to battle and he's like rhinox cheetor maximize yeah and they freaking squat up that's but it's yeah. blurry you don't um, even see like yeah that was like, disappointing yeah why couldn't we get just a two shot of like cheetor and rhinox back to back in their in their maximal modes yeah mm-hmm. one with the staff and one with the hammer that's mm-hmm. all i needed yeah. kind of like yeah. how we got the instruction of the autobots in the first transformers like absolutely the maximals yeah yeah, like when Rhinox and Cheetor originally rocked up and then they like were all cool with each other, that's when they should have transformed and that's when they should have been like, this is who we are. We're groovy. Everything yeah. is cool. We're all on the same team here. That's when that should have happened. But animation budget, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I want to shout out Vulcan Blue uh, who hopped into our chat on Twitch saying Optimus Prime doing an, a Mortal Kombat fatality on Scourge made me hella moist. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. You don't have yeah. to say hella moist, but I got you. 
<laughs> the greatest part is that they set it up like when Scourge and Optimus were on the bridge and Air Razor destroys the bridge. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm telling you now, Scourge, I'm going to rip your freaking head off. Yeah. And sure enough, he rips, he rips his head off. And yeah, it was cool. It was cool. It was like also, head and spine attached. Yeah. Yeah. It was excellent. After um, he puts his head into the lava. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Scourge, uh, I think I talked to you about this, Dimitri, but the fan i don't know if you know about this stefania but the fan theory that scourge is actually michael bay optimus did you hear about that no i didn't hear that okay so the theory goes that um at the end of the last night which off a movie but interesting theory at the end of the last night they awaken unicron and the autobots lose right and unicron destroys the planet earth and then much like he does to galvatron in the original movie uh, he reformats Optimus Prime into Scourge and he becomes his herald in the next dimension. So like Unicron devours the Michael Bay dimension mm-hmm. and then he hops into the Bumblebee dimension with Michael Bay Optimus Prime as Scourge. And when I tell you, when Mirage kicks Scourge's face off, I was like, they're going to do it. Like, I thought it was going to be revealed. They're going to reveal that it's Optimus Prime. And like... They really built up to it because, like, they creep up his leg and it's super suspenseful. Yeah. I was gripping my armrest. I was like, it's going to be Optimus. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. And it I wasn't, wasn't upset. But Who was it? I thought it was going to be a reveal was... of someone. And it, it was just like, check out this guy's ugly face. This guy's ugly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Uh, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I was... If, if they would have revealed it as Optimus Prime, like, I know that there are a lot of Michael Bay fans who are not happy that they're nixing the entirety of that continuity. Yeah. If they had made Scourge Optimus from the Bay timeline, I think that would have like eased the tension between the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not upset that it's not. That would uh, so, I just think would it would be have been so really complicated. Freaking, yeah, <laughs> I think it would have been really sick if it was though. Um, it should have been. Yeah, somebody. it probably would have been sick. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. going to be a future version of somebody because again, I yeah. kept thinking they were in the future. They came to the past. I thought it was going to be this like loop of like even yeah. if it was a future Optimus Prime, you know? Yeah, yeah and I I thought about that too because Optimus when Optimus Prime gets sucked up into Unicron or like he he almost gets sucked up into Unicron, mm. I was like, oh, what they're going to do is they're going to suck Optimus into Unicron, and Unicron's going to be like, you killed my Herald, you have to be my herald now and mm. then he reformats him and he becomes scourge and then like the timeline resets Oof. and then they have to do it and not screw it up this time yeah like that would have been fun i thought there was um, going to be a, a a loop i thought there was going to be a, a timeline yeah. reset because they kept bringing mm. up the space time transwarp and i thought that yeah. Unicron would win and mm. then they would restart yeah mm-hmm. yeah that would have been neat um but what else did. do i have in my little book of secrets oh Another part that really got me excited was when Scourge first speaks to Unicron in the subway tunnel. You guys know what I'm talking about? After yeah. he gets the first yeah. half of the transport yeah. key. Um, w- by the way, complete spoilers at this point. Uh, <laughs> well, this whole thing has um, been spoilers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so when he first presents the transwarp key to Unicron, the score, I swear... It's the same score as when Unicron is introduced in the 1986 film. Mm. And it's chilling. Like it, like for a dork like me who loves the 1986 film, 
it really like I was like, oh, this is totally gonna be a love letter to the fans. Um, and it kind of was, you know, like it had little Easter eggs here and there, but using that score, like if you watch the original 1986 film, Unicron's introduction is chilling. Mm. And a lot of that mm-hmm. is because of the score. The score is super ominous. Like it's got like this, this synthy bass going on. It's really eerie, you know? So when Scourge first consults Unicron, they mm. definitely carry that over. I was like, this guy's going to be, really spooky and it was it was um unicron was never something that i wasn't afraid of the entire film he was definitely pretty imposing yeah Mm -hmm. uh vulcan blue says it's confirmed to be the unicron theme from 86 yes heck yeah i knew it well there you go that's great Um, i actually go back and listen now is that movie it's a great is the 86 movie good should i it's it's phenomenal um yeah yeah, it's okay. it's pretty great. Uh, I mean, like you don't... get that '80s cheesiness, but like I think yeah. it's iconic. That's okay. half the yeah, it is. It's iconic, and yeah. the characters are wonderful. Um, just you know, don't get too attached to a yeah. a certain blue and red character. Yeah, because um, he's not that. around for much in that film. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and don't be mad at Hot Rod. It's not his fault. Okay, he's trying to do the right <laughs> thing. Gosh, everybody dunks on Hot Rod, but it's not his fault. Um. um as we as we close up on this, uh, how do we how do we feel uh, about the series going forward? What do we want to see? What do we think is going to happen? Because I mean, I think I think the next I don't think they're going to come out with the next Transformers movie that's just a standalone. I think the next movie is going to be the GI Joe Transformers movie. Yeah, whether or not we want that, I will see it because of that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see it anyway, yeah. right? Like. Mm-hmm. But will the think, general audiences? I don't know. It's going to be a lot yeah. to grab onto. Like for the uninitiated, for people who aren't fans, mm-hmm. like they're going to look at GI Joe and Transformers and be like, "What? What is this? Like, what's what's going on?" Yeah. Um, I feel like if you're a fan, you might get invested in it, but if you're not, you're just going to be lost. Yeah. I. Yeah. I mean. The laziest but biggest return on investment, I think, and I, I don't like this idea, okay? So nobody nobody get mad at me. If they bring back The Rock for G.I. Joe retaliation and they continue from where that left off and The Rock is enough like G.I. Joe power to restart that universe and Transformers, I think people would pay money to see The Rock in a G.I. Joe Transformers movie. I'm not saying that would that would be my choice. I'm not. I'm not saying. Yeah, I don't know. I think it that would be good, good, but it would get butts and seats. It would get yeah. butts and seats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, I think I would cry if that happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the GI Joe retaliation was not a good film. The best part of that film is Cobra Commander. Um, so, and I think. If people remember G.I. Joe Retaliation, mm-hmm. I don't think The Rock can save G.I. Joe. Okay. Like, I don't think he has a star. Like, I know he's a star, but I don't think... I'm tired of I don't of even Rock think his person. star power would bring that in. I mean, after Black Adam, I don't think people really care for The Rock anymore. Yeah. yeah. Understandable. So... Well, that's why, yeah. like, spoiler alert for Fast X, it ends with a post credit scene with The Rock coming back. So 
Like this whole time, The Rock has said he doesn't want to work with Vin Diesel anymore. But like, he's he doesn't have too many options anymore for big franchises because he's. I think he's notoriously hard to work with. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. So like, I don't know, but I think he would slum it for another GI Joe. I think he's getting to that point in his career. Anything yeah. for a paycheck, basically. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like um, Vulcan uh, Blue, Vulcan Blue, just gotta say the joke. The hierarchy of the Transformers universe is about to change. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> uh, that's a good one. Um, yeah, but sorry, where do you guys think it's gonna go? I mean, as much as I really don't want a GI Joe thing so soon. I feel like that could be next, but we are getting the animated Transformers movie, which I mm-hmm. am excited for, um, especially because like it's the ori- like origin of Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm hyped for that. But for this franchise, I I just I'm I'm really simple. Just give me a movie of them on Cybertron and like a mm-hmm. big big battle in their G1 form. I'd yeah. be very happy with that. I think every Transformers fan would be happy with that. Just seeing everyone in their G1 form on Cybertron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that would like, that would fit in with what I want, which is more humanized Transformers. Because if you take the humans yeah. out yeah. of it, the Transformers have to have personalities. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. If you, if you mm-hmm. do that, they're on Cybertron, they're more humanized. I think it would sell for, like, the best Transformers movie. Um, yeah. But, like, you know, like I said before, I don't want another... Uh, military takes over Transformers and it's no longer a Transformers movie. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first and third Transformers movies might as well have been G.I. Joe Transformers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's accurate. Basically. Nest was essentially G.I. Joe. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then even Cemetery Wind in Age of Extinction was kind of like a split government faction. Mm. You know, like they weren't beholden to the government, but they worked for the government. Right. Um, we're off, we're, so we're that strictly was... off the books. No, yeah, exactly. Like, they they exactly. always say something like that, right? Yeah, like, they're like the CIA. Like, yeah, yeah, we're totally part of the government. We're going to do what we want, but we're part right. of the government. Right. Yeah. It, uh... That's weird, man. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, mm-hmm. uh uh you guys loved this movie and I'm 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 foreseeing um I mean so like 52% of Rotten Tomatoes but the 91% audience score, right? So like mm-hmm. the audiences seem to love it. I don't know what the box office revenue is going to be this week, but I think it are it has over it has been it's the number one movie in the box office right now. Beat across the Spider-Verse just for this weekend. But mostly, like, opening weekends tend to be big, right? It depends on what the drop-off is into the second weekend. Uh, Across the Spider-Verse is doing really well, continuing. It's continuing to be, like, sold out. So whether Transformers will keep number one the next weekend, personally, I foresee Across the Spider-Verse bumping back up to number one. But then again, Mm -hmm. Flash comes out next weekend. So it's going to be a three-way fight next weekend. The question is, is it going to be Flash- Transformers across the Spider Verse or Flash across the Spider Verse Transformers for next weekend. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It might be like the latter. I think Transformers yeah. is probably going to be at the bottom. Yeah, mm-hmm. because but like like you, yeah. Oh, sorry. Like go you ahead. Said, with opening box offices, 
it, I mean, it's it's just going to get bumped. That's how it oh, goes. Yeah. 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 Especially, you know, if you look at the history of the Transformers franchise, you know, it tends to not do so well later on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People don't find it like memorable like they do with the original Transformers movies, yeah. like mm-hmm. the first two or first three at least. So, you know, it's going to end up on the bottom, but hey, it is what it is. That's how it happens yeah. after opening weekend. And you have yeah. so many movies coming out this year. So there are so many two just movies like that. on yeah. the same day yeah. coming out next month. So I already got mm. my Oppenheimer tickets. I'm just waiting for Barbie to come out now. Oh yeah, Oppenheimer yeah, and Barbie. Said it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mm. Flash and Elemental both come out next week. Oh yeah. So is that's... anyone gonna see Elemental? I'm gonna see. Like, it. Is that a thing anyone wants to see? I want to see. It's one of those it. where I'll wait for it. So. I'm gonna yeah. take my mom. I can take my mom to see oh. Elemental, but she's not gonna be interested yeah. in the Flash. You know, understandable, mm-hmm. understandable. So it's kind of like, and, and yeah. I'm sure there are kids like that that will, I mean, families might rather see Elemental than The Flash. Sure. Oh, yeah. You know, it's I a very you. specific thing, but you know, I'm going to see both because I got AMC A list. Shout out to, to those, you know, Regal has a thing like that too. So, you know, yep. whatever you got mm-hmm. around you, sign up for that. Yeah, I have Cinemark. Okay, Cinemark. Yeah. Um, I have all three around me anyway. So, I the the AMC near me doesn't have IMAX, which sucks. Oh. So that's why I go to Cinemark. And somebody actually stole my free credit. <laughs> somebody hacked my Cinemark account, and stole my free credit uh, for like a ticket. Oh, so I get no. a free credit every month. But Did I got it back. Did you see something good? No, he saw the Boogeyman. This is in Oklahoma. Oh. Somebody in Oklahoma saw the Boogeyman. <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> they're like they really wanted to see that movie that's i mean like if you would have saw spider-verse I, i'd have been like all right all right understand yeah you saw the boogeyman <laughs> yeah 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 all right <laughs> okay um yeah i want to i want to thank you guys so much for coming on the show and taking time out of your sunday to be here to talk with me uh to see the movie you know this weekend and, and talk with me about this um before we get going though uh I want to know um, where we can find you online. What do you got coming up? If there's anything you want to plug, uh, Ryan, I'll let you, I'll let you go first. Where can we find you? Yeah, so at Neon Multimedia is where I post all my graphic designs, my photography. Uh, other than that, it's pretty much all I do. Uh, that's what I do in my free time. So if you want to see what I do, that's where you can find me. You got anything big coming up? Uh, no, a couple of photo gigs. Uh, always designing stuff, constantly designing stuff. But it is summertime, and my my day job requires that I dedicate most of my mornings to that. Yeah. So it's probably going to be a little slow, but keep an eye out. Always All good right. stuff coming out. All right. Cool. 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 Uh, Stefania, yeah. where can we find you online? What do you got coming up? Um, You can find me on Instagram, which is pretty big right now um, at Stefania underscore Sasano. And then I also have a link in my bio. You can follow me on my other social medias through there. Um, coming up, I have a lot of cons planned up. So there is one near me, and then I have Rhode Island in November. I have New York Comic Con in October. Okay, um, are you, you so are going for that to New York? Yeah, New York Comic Con. Yeah, I'm, th- well, I got I'm the, thinking uh, about it. I applied for the uh, creator badge, and okay. I got it. So That's, yeah, of course you would. I mean, yeah, of course you would get a creator badge. <laughs> I, I was I was actually really shocked for being New really? York Comic Con, but I I did yeah I did get the creator badge for Emerald City. So That's how mm. I went earlier in march um but yeah that one i'm very excited for because it'll be my first time going to new york comic-con and i have some new cosplays coming up so looking forward (laughs) to it are you you're not going to san diego comic-con are you stefania no i'm not going stefania they had they had the hellfire gala i know 
don't and remind me. I'm gonna be depressed that whole weekend. So. I know. I got I got tickets, so I'm like, I'm gonna awesome. put I'm gonna put together a fantastical outfit. So I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna do. So um, I'm sorry. I'm Stefania. excited. Yeah, I know. I'll I'll, I'll uh, be online lurking and uh, seeing all the cosplays. I'm excited to see what it looks like though. It, so. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, uh, but yes, both of you guys do, uh, do great work. And I'm so glad that you guys have been, are, you know, here on the show, uh, shout out to, uh, the official Megs who was on our YouTube earlier, uh, Vulcan blue and Mr. Plow. Um, I'm not sure who else was here earlier. Um, gamer geek Kier uh, was here, uh, and Byron Myron Fyron was here also on, uh, on Twitch. So thank you guys so much uh uh for taking the time out of your time to to watch and or listen um for anyone out there who is watching us live you're watching us on twitch.tv slash the keeg show or youtube.com slash the keeg show uh or if you listen to the podcast it's wherever you get your podcasts from apple Podcasts, google play soundcloud spotify iHeartRadio, and stitcher wherever you guys are watching wherever you guys are listening please like comment subscribe do that thing write a five-star review you don't have to write a review just click five stars give us uh some rankings that's what we're trying to trying to uh to boost right now is like all yeah all our thing vulcan blue says can you tell steph that i'm a big fan so steph vulcan blue is a big fan i'm a big fan of vulcan blue <laughs> there we go <laughs> there we go um uh so wherever you guys are at like comment subscribe write a review give us some stars uh do your thing let us know you're out there because sometimes there are people who listen to this show that i never know and i'm like let us know you're out there if you've stuck this long listening to this let us know you're out there. Um, if you are uh, uh, on social media, we got a TikTok and Instagram at The Keeg Show. We're pretty much everywhere at The Keeg Show or slash The Keeg Show. So TikTok and Instagram are our biggest ones. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, all that jazz. Um, pun not intended, but now it is for this Transformers episode. Um, R.I.P. Jazz. Um, <laughs> TikTok and Instagram at The Keeg Show. Those are big ones. If you want to uh, donate to The Keeg, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash the keek show as well um this show specifically is the keek talks and we do a different geek topic every geek week but we also got comic talk which is every thursdays where we talk about that week's new releases of comics and then we also have the secret invasion after show that is coming out for the new marvel disney plus show so we're doing a wednesday night um kind of review after show kind of thing for each of those episodes so stay tuned for that there's a lot of stuff coming up I'm really excited. Um, um, but yes, thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys so much for being on this show. Um, once again, I am your host, Demetra Pereira, and this has been the Keeg Talks, Transformers, Rise of the Beasts. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Take it easy, guys. <laughs>